0: You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at Nerdtonomedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchistan Center. This is Phoenix FM.
1: This is
0: 92.5 Phoenix FM. Community radio for Dublin
1: 15. Everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling
0: podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Phoenix ninety two point five FM. This is the Wrestling Rewind. My name is Daryl Connor. This is the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans that don't hate wrestling. We are kind of recording this at an interesting time, so I don't know when this is going to drop. It is obviously going to go up on Phoenix FM uh, relatively soon, but I don't know when it's going to drop up on the feed because we're a little bit behind. Um, but it is literally the Friday before CM Punk returns to WWE. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about. So, so you must be listening to this in 2026 <laughs> 2026 when he's in the hall of fame um <laughs> but no so we are going to talk about that real quick uh my name is dara connor as i said but i'm not i'm not alone i am joined by the one the only mr one and O, martin Herdy. How are you thanks martin
0: what is the crack dara i'm good i'm a uh, i'm up here in belfast nice and safe i'm worried for yeah. you down in dublin uh, I mean, like, how how the tables have turned. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, well. used, it used to be us that had the uh, the, the moniker for rioting, but now and you lads it. are
1: uh, catching apparently, up. Apparently, we we borrowed your uh, water cannons as well. He's dead, yeah. Yeah, so,
0: see, that's that's concerning me because now now the rioters are here. will know that there's no water cannons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's well, yeah. So if you're not in Dublin, or actually. I mean, it's gone global, you know. And I was going to say, if you're not in W, you probably haven't heard of it, but you probably have because it's on everywhere. So while well, the rest of the world or America um, adjacent world were celebrating Thanksgiving and, and and having a good old time with turkey. By the way, Thanksgiving's a, a phenomenal holiday. I don't know if you ever like uh, celebrate it, but like it's like Christmas without the stress. And, I had Patrick, the, and Patrick's and Patrick Day ca- without the without the I had, without the drinking.
0: I had the Canadian one. Ah yes. So I know it's at a different time, but uh, yes. I'm led to believe that it's broadly similar.
1: It's lovely. I think it's yeah, and you know, I think it's it, it's quite nice. You know, the the food pretty good, and you know, American football, that. You know, it's like Christmas without the presents and and Patrick Day oh, there's no, drinking.
0: There's no Thanksgiving presents or anything like that.
1: No, no, no. They literally just do the food thing, I believe. And no, no drinking either. Well, not a little bit, but they wouldn't go fierce at it like we would. Ah,
0: you I. Know? I remember I had uh,
1: in the Canadian one. I
0: had pumpkin pie, which
1: was I never had here right. So I was going over to the states to, to, for work, and it was during it was during this time time of year. So that's how I got Thanksgiving right. And your one behind me spent five hours talking about pumpkin pie, literally the entire flight, and I didn't have pumpkin pie. I was devastated. It was uh, it, it wasn't great.
0: Um, I was a bit <laughs> disappointed that there was no uh that thing where the they put marshmallows on top of sweet potatoes yams That's, yams is that what they call it yeah they're called That's yams yeah. mad so i was kind of interested to try that well it's um, america
1: everything has to have sugar on it come on
0: well the other north american because i think this is in canada as well a sort of festive delicacy that i had was uh, eggnog and that is oh one of the most repulsive things i've ever had in my mouth and that is a (laughs) there's a
1: ropey list to begin with (laughs) eggnog is is a unique thing which i don't really understand uh (laughs) our american listeners we mean no harm by this uh it's just a true statement that's weird as all heck
0: it's yeah it's we're not you. we're just concerned for you
1: yeah it's like it's like when he put green into Guinness for some reason it's like yeah. don't do that that's, this that's weird is, man that's, this is an intervention yeah it's like, that's weird stop that, that. stop that <laughs> or as they say in Dublin leave it out Le- leave her out <laughs> exactly yeah. Um, because uh, yeah there's just there's, there's no need but yes well, well the rest of of the the American adjacent world were having a good time and watching the football as they call it over there and having Turkey Dublin was burning itself to the ground um, classic so, oh, just man. I, I, here's the thing right so I I was going to uh, to see a film because um, you know like it, it was like a Thursday and I was like right I'll book a film for half six and then I'll, I'll go see it and as I'm going into Dublin I'm like yeah okay fair enough and then I start seeing you know obviously you hear about what what happened and blah 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 and then I'm like Great, maybe I should probably so it was a movie uh, called thanksgiving about a a slasher movie like like yeah a slasher movie so it's like some like pilgrim slasher guy i don't really know because i haven't seen it (coughs) and um i was like you know what maybe i should should leave dublin just in case something happens and literally as i'm leaving i'm watching twitter and i'm like oh my god oh my god (laughs) i made the right decision um so yeah hopefully everyone who's listening is safe and that but yeah i mean america we had a very interesting um thanksgiving so you know what maybe ireland should do thanksgiving just so this doesn't happen again and we're like everyone is too drunk to do anything like that let's <laughs> just have a good time so i want to say that on the, ireland should have thanksgiving where just so this doesn't happen again in my opinion
0: i can't uh i just can't envisage any irish family sitting around the table telling each other what they're thankful for <laughs> Like, That's what I'm I, saying. This what I I'm, just see that probably, going immediately it, wrong.
1: They're probably thankful for the Point of Guinness.
0: Uh, I'm thankful for you shutting
1: up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I can see stuff like that kicking off, you know. That's true.
1: Or, okay, how about this? How about this? How about how about, how about we officially do Love Day? Not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, <laughs> you know, Something not so lame. Not so lame. <laughs> Everyone okay with Love Day, yeah. So maybe Ireland should do Love Day Yeah. at that time. Just...
0: Oh, but you that know. could be cool,
1: cause a get that'll be something like, Gra
0: la.
1: Yeah, Gra It's perfect. Right yourself. Yeah, gra I don't know. My my Irish grammar isn't great. My my check my check should be in the post. Irish government. I would appreciate that.
0: <laughs> for the Gra For the for the Gra
1: la. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just you know. I mean, probably not a bad idea to have some kind of public holiday on that day, so everyone can have a good time and not. What happened there because that <laughs> yeah. was genuinely terrifying.
0: <laughs> well, actually, it would be something backwards, so it would have to be because I don't think you'd call it something like Love Day Oscar, it would have to be like Day of Love, so it would literally be
1: La Nagra, La Negras, yeah, yeah, La that's brilliant. Oh, yeah, yeah. i market that I tell you, I mean, absolutely, like I'm okay with, with the checks being sent, just, yeah. just saying. So, uh, yeah, there you any, go, do that. Any,
0: any of our fans want to celebrate Lona Groh? Send us a Lona Lona Fiverr.
1: So, I so have a funny story. So, so, speaking of which, right? So, we do have a Patreon. It is there. You can go to uh, uh, what's it, wrestlingrewind.com and it'll take you to our Patreon as well, right? But, so, we, so, Horando were on a tour and we were over somewhere in Bristol. I don't know, man. We, we, we were very drunk pretty much the entire time. Uh, and uh, we were in a hostel and we ended up, you know, there's, as you know CJ is a wrestling fan and our new drummer's uh, a wrestling fan as well so and so there's four or six of us are wrestling fans so a lot of wrestling comments happen and our new drummer uh, matthew was said something about you know uh, x pac and i'm like wait a minute here's my chance and i'm like but what? How does Xbox Team Music start? And he's like, "Oh, you know, it's it starts going Xbox." I'm like, "No, no, it doesn't." <laughs> Let me tell you. So I was like, D- "It actually says, makes some noise.'" And that's why he said it in all his promos. He goes, "Oh my god!" i never realized that. I'm like, "No, you didn't." But now you owe me an Xbox Euro. Bang! I'll be I'll be sitting by the door waiting for my fifty cent. To... That's it. You're cut. So when you go see her <laughs> the next time, Martin, you're like, "Hey, you owe me fifty Bye. cent, buddy." You know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're gonna
0: knock the, the top off this pint for me
1: <laughs> so there you go i mean to this day random people still don't know that xbox theme starts with make some noise that's it and if you didn't know that get on
0: wrestlingrewind.com and you can see that you owe us an xbox euro
1: and we would appreciate it because, I mean, you know, the lights need to be kept on here. We're providing this essential service, yeah. which is telling. Because here's the thing. I mean, you need, need to
0: hire a bodyguard for Darren now when he's going to the cinema.
1: Like, Oh, my is, God. It, it all adds up. It all adds up. <laughs> it all adds up, you know. Uh, getting into Dublin is easy. Getting out. That's, it's like escape from New York. You need, like, snake plisking, <laughs> <tiskin>, you know. <laughs> Uh, and again if people don't know don't know that movie would why are you listening to a show that that goes back into the 90s but also we're getting old but uh, as a oh, good movie that's, that's, that's the, i don't think they did three movies so this could be the third one escape from was, dublin it's,
0: yeah it's escape from new york escape from la was the other one wasn't it
1: yeah, um, yeah and now i know escape from dublin, it's from dublin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but oh, here God. speaking
0: of thanksgiving
1: yes do
0: you think uh you
1: think CM Punk had a good Thanksgiving or oh, a or bad Thanksgiving? What, uh... So, so as I said, I, I'm going to be extremely thankful. Uh, where you know tomorrow, which is going to be Saturday, I'm, I'm going to like stay up. I'm going to watch the show, and when he arrives, I will be so thankful because he'll be home. It will be awesome, and uh, I, you know I, I'm not at all deluded, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, look, okay, right. So I literally before we went on air, um, there's a show, there's a channel called Pro Wrestling Bits. And he actually dropped this documentary, the CM Punk AEW Insanity is worse than we thought. So it's a full like deep dive history of CM Punk's run in AEW. So I'm going to link that in the show notes because it is actually oh, cool. quite good. And I'm happy to it. And it's like, man, this is like insane. But all joking aside, uh, and I'm going to put this on record as well, because this is like source of truth here, right? Do you believe that CM Punk will show up in Survivor Series? And and, and, and if so, why? And if not, why not? Okay. Well,
0: before I give the answer, um, one wee tidbit I noticed is that apparently they have re-released cult of personality on spotify they
1: have
0: now i i don't think punk's gonna show up so i i think that's just a cheeky bit of a of a marketing you know like get get people to to uh, download it or buy it or whatever um i don't think he's showing up uh that's not to say that i don't think he'll ever end up in wwe i think at this stage if he wants to end his career wrestling, it's it's pretty much the only option he has. Uh, the issue is that right now, I don't think WWE need him. They seem to have their stories pretty much set out, kind of at least up to WrestleMania. Um, so maybe in a post Roman Reigns landscape, you know, when they're looking to bring in, you know, new people to take on whoever the champion is. Um I think you'd be more likely to see him come in then. But right now, I think they'd be mad. Like he's they're they're flying high right now. They're selling out buildings left, right and centre. They're getting massive T V deals. They've obviously got all the Saudi blood money. Like there's just they have there's no significant bump that he can give to business, but he comes with a significant risk. To business, so maybe post WrestleMania. But as for Survivor
1: Series, I just don't see it happening. Mm. I mean, that's the that's the logical sense. But <laughs> but Punk. But punk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like again, never uh, underestimate just
1: um how just spiteful. how much this man yes, will let spite <laughs> influence. Him. I mean, this man runs on spite. Like that's it. Nothing else. Is, okay, are you familiar with um Darth? What Darth Bane from uh Cultor? No. So Darth Bane was an old, not Darth Bane, Darth Sion. Sorry, Darth Sion was one of the Sith triumphant in um Cultor Two, Knights of the Republic Two, which is a phenomenal game, the best bit, bit of Star Wars media ever made, right? And um, basically, he was too angry to die. He refused <laughs> to die. His hate kept him alive, right? And that's a he existed fully on hate, and I fundamentally believe that's CM Punk.
0: Well, now he's he's actually gotten himself into a a fantastic spite loop, so he can go to (laughs) Yeah, he can go to WWE and he can fall out with them, and out of spite he can go back to AEW, and then he can fall out with them, and out of spite he can go back to to WWE.
1: I don't know. I'm still hoping that he just ends up on Impact. Just it just shows up. It might be the only place that <laughs> that'll take him. But like, like, but like, with no control. Like that's the problem because I don't want them to hurt impact. I want them to show up and just be like, "Hey," and then like leave, like Will Osprey did. Um, because if if he's there a long time, it's just like you know he'll just hurt TNA, which I don't want. Um, but like, I don't know, man. I mean, you are right, and and I think your approach is like the most logical, well thought out idea. But punk, you know, I there is I and yep. you know all joking aside, I could come here and 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 you know joke around and so on. Yeah, we will. But realistically, I think we're like there's like a fifteen percent chance. And the reason why I said it is because like yeah, there's lots of like stupid like hints and stuff that have happened. It's in Chicago. It makes sense. Roman Reigns is out for a while. Um There's talks of AJ Styles coming back. I know they have a Randy Orton coming back as well. I think that's the like. The reason why they brought Orton in is so people don't aren't disappointed that Punk isn't going to show up. Like it makes more sense that he won't. But
0: and that, that was really clever because if I was, was there yeah. expecting the return of CM Punk, I think I would be placated by the return of the most boring man in wrestling. So <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's but, definitely a
1: a fair swap. No, maybe, but I mean, it's a big name. You know, it's like it is. Yeah, you know, it, it, they needed something. And, you know, I don't think Orton has long left in the wrestling world anyway. You know, I think he was told he's pretty much almost retired, you know. Um, But they're playing a very dangerous game, you know. And it's like, if he comes out, it will be the biggest pop in history. Biggest pop in history. Um, But it's still, I I still, like, I just don't see it. But also I do see, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, I can see it happening, but also I can, it's so WDB for him to be like, nah, but then again, Vince isn't booking this. Vince isn't even evolved. He probably won't even be there, which is also very weird to think about. So, you know, Triple H could just be like, yeah, let's just do it.
0: If, if he does appear, and again, because Survivor Series, I know it's in Chicago, but I mean, it has its gimmicks. There's two War Games matches happening on it. You know, it's, like it's got the return of Orton. It's it's fairly and these WWE pay per views they're kept fairly short now. So I, yeah. think, it, I think it has PLEs a, or PLA. Oh, I'm not using that <laughs> speak nonsense.
1: Um, but
0: if, like I say, I think if he shows up, it's I nearly be, got
1: you to say it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nearly, I think if he shows up, it's going to be post Mania. But if he were to show up pre Mania, I think most likely would be the Royal Rumble. At which case I would be, I'd have my fingers crossed, my toes crossed, my legs crossed, saying, please have Punk win the Royal Rumble and take away Cody's mania spot and I will never (laughs) stop laughing. I will just, I will die laughing. Or would it be funnier for Punk to come back and for uh, The Rock to show up, (laughs) The Rock to take Punk's, I I can't decide which is funnier.
1: The only, the only thing, again, what you've said is, is correct, but the only thing that really suggests that he isn't going to show up, where would he go? You know, like, like, I what like, I know Shinsei Nakamura has been like calling some guy out, but Shinsuke isn't on the card. Yeah. He doesn't have a match. So is it going, like. If Shinsuke walks out and calls someone out, well then yeah, probably that that's when it's going to happen, right? Because who else is going to call out? Unless it's um, AJ Styles, which we've already seen, but still still would be pretty cool. There, it's not like the, there's a mystery partner. Um, now, what they could do is they could, uh, you know, Jey Uso or Sammy could get beaten up backstage, and they, they do the old. Uh, Sabu thing in the, the extreme <laughs> limit chamber where he gets beaten up and you never see him again. Um so they could do that. But I think it's more likely that nothing happens and it it goes off air and people get upset online. That's probably the most likely scenario. Do
0: you do you think um if he doesn't because all the talk I've seen, like all the discourse on Survivor series is 97 percent punk like nobody's talking about the war games matches no nobody cares everybody just wants punk <laughs> nobody's on about any of the other matches i mean i'll be honest
1: with you, i'm 100 watching a show to see CM punk show up yeah like so if he do you, like one do you think fans are going to hijack the show And oh, yeah. two,
0: if he doesn't oh, yeah. show up like are we looking at a, a bit and like i'm no fan of wwe but this wouldn't even be their fault because they haven't said he's coming if he doesn't show up are
1: we looking at a bit of a disaster here i, I think we're looking like dublin on thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god oh my god but no i mean yeah i i, I think they've, they've set up a no win situation here which is why it's like yeah they probably will get punk because it's like you kind of have to you've like You've walked yourself into the situation where you haven't promised someone, but you kind of have, but you kind of haven't. So, <laughs> it just goes, mean like.
0: <laughs> does it just go to show, like, how detrimental a figure he is? That he's oh, he's not, the, he's not even there. <laughs> he's not, they, didn't, they, they never said he was coming. Like, he's got nothing to do with this show. And this show is going to tank because of
1: him if he doesn't show up. Like, he's. <laughs> he's kryptonite he's just it's amazing he like i don't know how he does it like just, yeah. he is just this like and, entity and he,
0: simultaneously now i think this is a bit. okay of...
1: sorry hold on sorry hold it off for one second yeah in cult yeah. or right. two as well there's there's a figure called dart Nylos who, who consumes planets by it sucks the energy <laughs> out so he's two of them sorry go on um but
0: like it, it is actually kind of true because there's a section of the fan base in AEW, and again, I think this is a bit of cope, who are convinced that the devil is going to be Punk, and I'm like, <laughs> like lads, he was publicly fired on <laughs> television like, for assault, for for assault, no, not even for ass- for his latest assault, <laughs> he was publicly fired, like. It's not punk. Stop convincing yourself that everything is punk. And I get the feeling these ads go to like a restaurant and they go, oh, just bring us out the soup of the day, whatever it is. And they're sitting there going, oh, my God, I bet you it's punk. I bet you, I bet you it's punk coming out with the soup of the day. Lads, not everything is punk.
1: <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when um, you know when Homer's going, going mad with Mo it's like yeah. mo 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 i need more money <laughs> you know and they're probably like punk 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 mom i need punk money <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> no look i mean it it is credit to him really that he's able to like hold the entire resting world hostage by not doing anything by just sitting there you know And it, no one else I, i'm sorry no one else in in the history of wrestling has been able to do that it doesn't even have to be there and is already the, the only thing people are talking about i mean look again the only reason why i'm really watching the show tomorrow is cm punk if he doesn't he, show it's, up it's, i'm it, if he doesn't show up i'm legitimately going to be upset
0: and it's not as if he's even a uh, it's not as if he's even hitting at it he's not like sitting on his instagram or his twitter or whatever you know teasing people that he might do he, he just he no, says he, nothing he,
1: no, he was. He was he was posting comments from Doctor Doom a little while ago.
0: Oh, is that is that was that a reference? I saw Apparently he put up, <laughs> I saw he put up a picture of the devil, like when this rumour started going around that he was gonna turn out to be the devil in AEW. So I could see him winding people up that way, but it's it's wild. He it's wild. Oh but,
1: man. I look again though, no, if he doesn't show up I will be very I will be very annoyed. I won't be annoyed, actually, because that's silly. I'll be disappointed. I'll be like, "Oh, yeah, you know." It'll be like, "Oh, that would have been cool," but I mean, you know, I also want Cody Rhodes to be Stardust again. So, <laughs> no. I mean, well, well, what do I know? You're one step closer on the cover of the the Survivor Series poster. Saw... He's wearing face paint, so that's. And did, I need an interview about it. He said he had PTSD from Stardust. <laughs> It was like, bro, you got paid millions of dollars to put face paint on. Stop. Just, just, just stop it. You got a stupid tattoo on your neck for free. I mean, that's so much worse. You know what I mean? <laughs> being realistic, it's like, the face paint washes off. That tattoo is never going anywhere. So, <laughs> I mean, um, um, I just, folks, I just don't like Cody Rhodes. I'm just, you know, if, if this is your first time this goes, Jesus, that was very really harsh there. I'm like, it was.
0: That was if if you're listening to that and you said that was very harsh, Dara then you're definitely a first time listener. <laughs> very mild by some of the uh, some of the lengthy rants Dara has has let off about about Cody Rhodes. That's fair. That's very
1: fair. But see, that was unprovoked though. That, there was no reason for. It. I just, you know, whenever I see his face, I just, oh, you know, it's it's like I just, I just, yeah, I hate Cody Rhodes. Oh my god. He's, like, the worst thing. You know what he No, he needs to do He needs to have his own wrestling promotion where he's the only one in it. Just, just, just him. Cody Rhodes wrestling. Just Cody Rhodes wrestling. By the way, did you hear about this? Um, this uh, Speaking of news, now, it's a little bit old, but it is fascinating. So, TNA um, is obviously making it, its comeback, and WWE is launching NXT now. They're going back uh, back on the same network. I think it's the CW. So there's NXT and SmackDown, I think, are moving over to the, the CW. But uh, NWA, not NWA, it was NWA. Yeah, NWA, uh, owned by Billy Corgan. they yes. are supposed to have their supposed to have two shows on the CW, right? It looks like those deals are dead in the water because of an incident that happened on uh, the Selwyn oh, pay-per-view. Oh, God. Have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah. This so, so, so folks. So, folks, this actually happened. This is not a bit. This is really it. So, NWA ha- have a pay-per-view called Sown, which is obviously, you know, their Halloween pay-per-view. And uh, Father James Mitchell was doing a segment. And he wasn't wrestling because he doesn't wrestle. He never has. And there were, like, ladies of the night around him and all that kind of stuff. And apparently, at one point, one of them did uh, did drugs. Like, I don't know if it was real drugs or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But simulated doing drugs on stage. And uh, the... <laughs> The um the network saw this and it went viral and apparently they've lost the deal. So Billy Corgan in the space of a week got a phenomenal deal and then threw it away for a spot that nobody saw on a random pay per view that nobody bought. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> it's nobody, not, nobody. Like, I mean, I can't even like can, name one match on it. I can see the kind
0: of twisted logic in doing it. In that, let's let's do this mad cocaine spot and, uh, you know, it'll get memed and gifted, and it'll get people talking about NWA and talking about the pay-per-view and all that. You know, he definitely took a, there's no such thing as bad publicity approach to it. But unfortunately, particularly now in, you know, the era of uh, social media and cancellations and all that, it very much is such a thing as as bad
1: publicity. Um, and yeah, he's experienced he it. He seemed to walk right into
0: that one.
1: And the worst part about it is, it wasn't like so. Some people have compared this to when uh, TNA lost their deal because they said that Vince Russo wasn't booking it, and then they sent an email to the wrong people and saying Vince Russo was booking it. Oh. Uh, apparently, it went to Mike Johnson instead of Mike TNA, which oh, is still hilarious. Um, so, like that, that was one thing. That was one mess up. But apparently, this was actually booked. And approved by Billy Corgan himself. Yeah, like like I can see it being. I mean, it, it kind of did
0: the intended thing. It got people talking about NWA. Like I've seen the gifs of it. I've
1: seen the clips of it. <laughs> I haven't seen the gifs of it.
0: Oh yeah, it's like the camera pans over and they're they're all. Uh, it looks like they're in the crowd area, but they're all sitting around this uh, circular table. And then right. one of them just rails, like drags his nose along the table, just
1: rails the lane oh my god okay <laughs> it's fast why i mean look i just i don't i don't get it i'm like okay but you know i I mean it, it obviously worked to an extent we're talking about it. we don't really talk about nwa here on the show because we just you know there's so much to talk about but at the same time it, it cost them this deal which apparently was like a huge huge thing for nwa
0: oh massive like like this would be the first time they'd be on on, that have been on weekly tv in i don't even know how many years i know power when it was on youtube was kind of mildly successful you know people kind of like tuning in for it it was it was an hour long it was once a week it was on youtube so you could watch it whenever suited you and i think it did all right but like i mean to make any actual money on youtube you have to be doing huge numbers of views you
1: know yeah and um, uh, but, so, but yeah what a bit a big deal for them that's unfortunate but that spot's now taken by the up-and-comers in wwe so let's see what happens <laughs> so is it is it
0: nxt or is it level up is, is it's,
1: it's a, it nxt and smackdown apparently are going to be on cw cw right
0: yeah oh is that a so that's a, a network is
1: it yeah so cw used to do like the flash and Riverdale and all those kind of shows, but now they've all moved the over to Well, I mean, look, yeah, yeah, The Flash wasn't good for a while, and Riverdale is a weird... Have you ever watched Riverdale? That's a weird show, man. That's a weird show.
0: No, <laughs> I do... Did it have something to do... Did they retcon it so that it turns out it actually is like a precursor to Buffy or something like that? Uh, Sabrina. Sabrina is how yeah. it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, about. yeah. Okay. Um uh, no no okay. <coughs> I have never seen it. It's a it's a weird show. There's a whole th- actually um Super Eye Patch Wolf did a whole thing on it. So it's uh, worth watching. It's like a two hour documentary or something. Again, oh, if you have... I'd give, I'd give that a go. Yeah, I mean look, I, I mentioned this stuff before. If you guys uh if anyone like I really like long form content where like stick on a four hour uh, documentary about like the movement of ants, I'll be like, Hell yeah. Um so that, well, that's That's what I kind of, like, you know, Well, Dara,
0: if you like long-form content, what did you think of Full
1: Gear? Ah, there we go. Before we do, Super Eye Patch Wolf. Check that out. It's really good. 100%. Any any of his videos. Phenomenal. Genuinely phenomenal. So, look, uh, Full Gear. Yes. So, um, as I said, we were on tour. We were in Bristol and Cardiff. And CJ was like, don't, don't check the internet. Don't, don't, don't. So, he was, did not want anything spotted for him. I immediately checked the internet. So <laughs> something was spoiled immediately. And I'm like, ah, I knew that was happening. He accidentally checked something. Something was spoiled for him. It was hilarious. I laughed. The lads laughed. We all had a good time. Uh so in between Bristol and Cardiff, he was on the train watching this and then you know in the hostel watching it and all that kind of stuff. So that was his weekend. So I was I was filled in from him about how good it was, and then I watched it uh when I got back. I uh, I liked a lot of it. Hated some of it, really hated some of it. Really liked some of it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not for the reasons that you think. Not for the reasons that you think. It wasn't that. It was because there's nothing bad on the show. It's just some of it I just really didn't like, and it's entrenched my uh dislike of it. But some of what I really did like. I think. Look, I'm not a big fan of uh, Hangman Adam Page, but I know. And I'm sorry. No, I but, think we've. I think we've been over this before. Yeah. But he you know we have it over, that's why I'm still sorry. <laughs> but he did have genuinely, genuinely the best Texas death match of all time. That was I, astonishing. I'm annoyed that um, Jeff Jarrett wasn't on the main show. Should have been. Um, should always as we've learned from anything from In Your House, there's no show without Jeff Jarrett, guys. No. The show gets worse with no Jeff Jarrett. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not was, joking. I'm dead he serious. No, no,
0: you're, you're right. He was briefly on the pre-show. He was. but That's what um, I'm saying. He should have been on the main show, you know? It, it's like, so weird. The, that man has such a talent for keeping himself over. Like, oh, yeah. Like, honest to God, when he first arrived in AEW, I was like, ah. Oh. God, this is this is just not what we need right now. And then it came out that oh, he's like mostly going to be doing a backstage role, and I was like, all right, that's okay, that's no problem with that. I just I don't want to see him on TV. And oh, my God, within like two weeks, I was like, oh, I guess I'm a Jeff Jarrett mark. Like,
1: <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing, you know, I, I wasn't. He's phenomenal. He really is. And I mean, I think what they should do is here. I'm going to steal a phrase from from Dave Stevens, who we need to get back on soon. Where it's like, you know, play with me here for a minute. Um, we need to have Jeff Jarrett be the Triple H of Ring of Honor or AEW. Now, now, I know some people could be like, but Dara, he was the Triple H of TNA. Yes, he was. We'll do that again. Think about it.
0: Wait, wait, um, what, what era are we, talk, are we talking about currently?
1: Oh, I don't care. Well, this, Jeff Jarrett. I mean, you could have him as the, you have the rodeo. You could have him, you know. No, no, as, I mean,
0: I, what era of Triple? Like, do you mean have him as the Booker, or have him as like a dominant champion who never puts I, anyone over? Oh, either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm good with either. <laughs> um, I mean, Jeff Jarrett's reign of terror was phenomenal in TNA, <laughs> and you haven't seen uh, it yet. You haven't seen it yet. So I mean, it like his matches with Raven is are phenomenal, but um, I, I would very much like to see Jeff Jarrett have one more run. Whitlow actually, he he hasn't won the AEW or Ring of Honor belt, so That would be cool.
0: No, and do you know what? I actually think there would be merit in Tony Khan handing Ring of Honor to to someone else to to run. Yeah, that and, would be
1: class. No, you know, just because it, it would help you know,
0: differentiate it, and also he has more than enough on his plate with Dynamite Collision and Rampage. You know.
1: I mean, I mean look if if Jeff Jarrett tries to sell you gold again, that would. Then we know it's bad, but like, other than that, like, you know, remember when Global Force Wrestling sold gold briefly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> that was a weird period of time. H- History of wrestling is just. Oh, man. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, uh, you know, for years, the jo- when we used to do the International Desk, which I found the archive of again, so I'm going to start putting them up on the feed. But the joke, no, it wasn't a joke. It was like a serious thing. I'm like, when TNA folds, I'll, I'll write the book on TNA and then like that start happening where like the name changed and they start selling gold i'm like oh god this this book's going to be wild and then they didn't collapse and they're still around today so i'm kind of glad i didn't have to write that book because when that happens that's like that's going to be well, at that, home that book will it's never home. come out no well tna will survive the, uh, everything it's amazing yeah
0: the, uh, the uh intercontinental ballistic missiles will be <laughs> landing all over the globe and and tna will be going what's an icbm doing in
1: the impact zone <laughs>
0: <laughs> it'll, it'll be it'll be a charred landscape with uh nothing but cockroaches <laughs> jeff
1: jarrett <laughs> <laughs> Jeff are still booking the show oh okay so where do you so do you want me to go through the stuff i didn't like or do you want to just do the show we look,
0: we'll do the show we'll not we'll not because it's a long show so we'll not uh we we'll not go into the pre-show right and it was it was yeah. just it was good it was yeah, yeah. eddie king's match was good claudio castagnoli buddy matthews batted the life out of each other class it is. and uh mjf and samoa joe versus the guns for the ring of honor tag titles that's kind of leading into the main event and all so we can we can talk about that later but yeah. um Now, man, the first match that we'll talk about properly was the six-man between Sting, Darby Darby, Allen, and Adam Copeland and uh, Christian Cage's brilliantly named new
1: group, The Patriarchy. Uh, Okay, so so straight away, I want to stop you there. I want to say that that's the greatest name for a tag team ever or, like, triple team. It's phenomenal. Christian Cage's chef's kiss. Um, First problem I had... Adam Copeland Not a fan <laughs> No I hate it so much It's I'm getting so <laughs> That's just much just the dude's name like. <laughs> I know But I hate it so much I'm like Could have called yourself like Sharp Or Edgy <laughs> Or Anything else But then he comes out wearing the paint I'm like Oh stop It's like he, He's like An old lad You know And I wouldn't mind Sting is older than him But you're like That's Sting Well, Adam Copeland You're like Oh Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to watch um, Hardcore Justice two thousand and seven next week, and Anna, Andrew the Punisher Martin comes out, and he was testing WWE. Oh, and I'm I yeah, it
0: was
1: like, so I'm actually in this pay per view, uh, in the crowd. Or oh, nice. Like, yes. Yeah, like in, in, in Impact beforehand, so I'm in like a block of Impact so I'm not in the pay per view, but you can see me in like video packages and stuff. But this is what they're building up to, and. When He debuts or comes out. I'm just getting proper like flashbacks of this. When Adam Copeland comes out, you know, it's like, oh, why didn't I mean, you just call yourself Edge?
0: I mean, I think that I think the thing with Copeland is that, uh, can we just like call him Edge? He, yeah, but he Copeland? was Edge for like obviously they couldn't call him Edge, but he was Edge for so long that he, or dead Edge, and he's he's so well known that he, if he couldn't come in as Edge, you couldn't give him another gimmick, you kind of just had to let him. He kind of just had to give him his own name, you know, because he's so synonymous as Edge that if he came in with a different gimmicked name, it would have been, I don't know, I just think it would have felt overly gimmicked. I think their only choice was to to
1: have him, you know, appear kind of as why himself. Is he there, why is he there with Ric Flair? Ric Flair looks like he's hanging on to life. <laughs> oh my God, he, he really he just does. He gets the older best, and older. The best part. <laughs>
0: best part is he's selling an energy drink man looks like he has no energy
1: oh. <laughs> he looks like he so, hasn't had energy for about 10 or 12 years like so they should have had him selling viagra yeah they should have had rick flair doing lanes of coke <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. oh my god so look i mean i had so i liked like a lot of this match. You know, I I think that the, the match itself was actually great to be fair. Um Sting is phenomenal still. He, he works really well with Darby. I think they have a cool cool little dynamic. Darby Allen nearly killed himself that 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 oh spot. God. Oh my god, I was just like what for, joke oh. Sam. Yeah, oh my god. There was no need for that. There really wasn't. Um Madness. I mean it was amazing, but at the same time you're like Oh my God! You're not walking. Like you're just not walking when you're like forty. It's not happening. Do you um, know what he's
0: at at the moment?
1: Probably climbing a mountain. Is he?
0: He's climbing Mount Everest.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. He I left. Mean,
0: he left the pay per view after his match because he's he's off to uh, he's off to some part of China or something to train. No, with, well, the, no. uh, with Sherpas or whatever, you know, because you have to get your body used to altitude yes. and all that. Yes, so he had to leave the pay-per-view to go straight to, to train for climbing Mount Everest.
1: Man's a lunatic. I, I mean, he could just go to Animal Kingdom and go on the roller coaster Everest. Yeah, that's yeah. what I did. I had a great time. That was wonderful. Uh, could just do that. Yeah, and and you didn't have to take no, you know, a couple of months off wrestling. No, I didn't. I just you know, I I got to see the yeti, go on the roller coaster, have a good time, you know, see the animals in Animal Kingdom. Lovely. Look, but, you didn't have to.
0: You didn't have to crawl past. What is it to say? There's about five hundred corpses on.
1: Oh yeah, on, there, there's, yeah. There's a bunch of corpses, and it's just like you know what. And here's the thing about Mount Everest, right? Look, fair play to to the first couple of lads that did it, right? But it's been done. It's like, yeah, and I mean, it's, it's nice. been done by lads who didn't have
0: like a fraction of the equipment that Everton people have now. So
1: yeah, like I I, I couldn't do it. But it's not. No, here's the thing. You could do it. Impress. No, 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 no. You could do it, but why would you? It's like. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there's a Starbucks up there. If a Starbucks up there, I'd probably go to it. No. All right, but and,
0: and the other thing yeah. that's on it that I I read um, as well as being littered with corpses because all <laughs> these <laughs> because all these people obviously you have people going up and down and they're up and down. It like it takes you a few days or whatever to do it. The Mountain apparently has a, a poop? tremendous amount of just solidified poop just oh. <laughs> frozen everywhere. Like just
1: Yeah, lads know, There's
0: there's not a porta cabin halfway up it or
1: that's what I'm saying. Like if like so when you're climbing up um I did climb up Vesuvius there this year and that was pretty neat. But they have a little cafe halfway, halfway up. You know, and Vesuvius is actually quite hard to climb at a certain point because it does cause start going vertical up. Um but, you know, they have toilets. So that's what I'm saying. It's not like there's a Starbucks or something up the top of it where you can go in. It's like, no, you're just up the top of the mountain now. You're like, all right. I guess we'll go back down, lads. It's it's silly. It's silly. <laughs> oh, silly but, um, man. But Darby I, Allen, yeah, Darby Allen needs to be... Uh, maybe, see a doc- maybe, maybe see a doctor.
0: I absolutely, like, I absolutely love him because you're guaranteed that... Uh,
1: but, man, he's going to be crippled.
0: Yeah, but this, like, this is... You know, people do this concern thing. Like, he is a grown man who is interested in climbing death mountains and skating over landmines. And but you know is what the, this is like—the style no. of wrestling he does. No, but he just, no. doesn't want to go out there and do, you know, a nice safe, six-minute <laughs> technical thing. This is what he does. But no,
1: no, but you know what this is like, right? This is like when you watch a, a really good hardcore ma- No, Rhino versus Raven, Backlash two thousand and one, right? One of the best hardcore matches I've ever seen. And there's a line, right, where he hits him with something. <laughs> and, and Jared King Lawler says, and I quote, he's not going to remember his way home tonight. And you're like, that's hilarious. The shot was very satisfying to hear, but also CTE. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of, that's the dichotomy every time I watch a Darby Allen match. I'm like, that was awesome, but... Man, you're not walking tomorrow or in 10 years. <laughs> but,
0: but you apparently he
1: does. I I think it's it must be down to the
0: fact that he's like so light or whatever that maybe it doesn't impact him as much. I, I don't know how he survives this stuff he does, but he, he seems to survive it.
1: But that spot was something else anyway but the match itself was great um i i you know the the faces obviously got the win which was a little bit disappointing i think they could have maybe pushed on a little bit more but yeah well
0: it kinda, the way they won so uh, the way they won was uh, uh christian cage went to hit um was it was a sting i think he went to hit sting with the belt, and Sting yeah. was being held by Luchasaurus, and he ducked. Yeah. The Christian Cage hit Luchasaurus. Adam Copeland jumps into the ring, so he's one on one with Christian, and Christian just bails, just <laughs> like leaves his uh, his teammates in the ring and runs off backstage with his belt. Um, so it, that's all building up to like stories that are continuing. Um, so look, it, it, like no one's going to call it a technical masterpiece, but it's a good fun match with big names, big characters, big stars uh, to open the pay-per-view. I thought it it did a tremendous job at that. And and I think Christian Cage is... He might be my favourite character in wrestling at the moment.
1: Oh, man. Christian Cage. I can't wait for you to see, like, actually, Christian Cage is in the Doomsday Chamber blood match, which is is in Hardcore Justice 2007. Oh, nice. With... Andrew the Punisher, Martyr, uh, Martin. So <laughs> no, and I'm you get not. and you get to see him in there doing this character twenty years ago. It's amazing. Oh no, I'm
0: I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing like the origin of this because again, whenever Christian Cage came in, I was like, "Ah, oh, that's nice." I remember Christian. I mean, I wouldn't have made such a big deal about him coming in, but that's pretty cool. And yeah, within a couple of weeks, he completely sold me on. Christian Cage, he's like just one of my favorite characters. Um, so we go from that into the international title match: uh, Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. Another great match, uh, but the main thing here was kind of, I think, the christening of Orange Cassidy as uh, like a top player—a clean win, a very rare clean win over John Moxley.
1: Yeah, no, it absolutely made him and. The match there was no there was no shenanigans it, it literally was a straightforward match. Yeah,
0: and I, I didn't think it was as good as their last match. Um then again I suppose it couldn't be, you know, that was the first time anyone had ever seen them you know go one on one in the ring. But it's uh, still a really really good hard-hitting match and uh, like I said the big thing there is a clean win for Orange Cassidy. Um who is in kind of has a slight quandary now in that he's beaten john Moxley, uh so he has this international title now but he's clearly been sort of uh sort of signposted posted for you know the upper upper tier of the company so what does he do now how does he get rid of that international title who does he drop it to
1: what's John, who, who does John Moxley No, who does Orange Cassidy? Sorry, Orange Cassidy. Okay. Who does he? Uh, no, I was thinking, I was like, wait, he already did it. Uh, okay, so so again, t- to borrow from Dave, play with me here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has a feud with an up-and-comer, right? Who has a history, but no one's seen it really in AW yet, right? An up-and-comer that, you know, we know a lot about. We know he's he, he's kind of shady. He's been hinted at. But we haven't actually seen him in the ring, working with new stars, building the future, right? Okay. Jeff Jarrett.
0: <laughs> Jeff, I was sitting there, and I was like, he's either going to say CM Punk or Jeff Jarrett. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. Um, right, so... <laughs>
0: I think we might be getting on to... Now, I'm just guessing because I I genuinely love this. But I think we might be getting on to one of the things you didn't like on the show. What was your take on timeless Tony Storm taking the women's title off Hikaru Shida?
1: I was very upset. Right. Tell me. Explain. Well, look, I really like Tony Storm's new gimmick. I think it's amazing. Like It actually is probably one of my favourite women's gimmicks ever. But... I was still sad.
0: You uh, uh, a fan?
1: Yeah, very much so.
0: Yeah, so am I.
1: Yeah, so I mean, at the, at one point, like, I and I like that aside. I think Tony Storm chasing with her promos and her whole thing, it makes more sense to her to just miss out. which she's like, "Oh no, I should have should be champion net But now, like. I can see open up where she's like, okay, I'm the champion and she can really, really play up her character. But at the same time, it's like, she is so cool. Probably should have held on to it for a little bit longer, but I get why it was done. I'm I'm the same. And the match was good. And the match was good too. So, I mean,
0: it was what it was. Yeah. Oh, no, the match was, was really good. I particularly liked the uh, the ending where she did her hip attack, but she had like, like a pan down the arse
1: yes. of her. Yes yes, 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 yes. But I mean, um, look, it, it's that silliness kind of plays up to it, and I mean, it, it's Tony Storm's career is like actually almost saved with this gimmick. She wasn't bad, but it's really like solidified her as someone who I'm like, I love everything you do.
0: Oh yeah, it, look, AEW has <clears throat> it's wall to wall with people who are great wrestlers. Being a great wrestler doesn't distinguish you in the AEW anymore. Like it's, no, it no doesn't. But being a great wrestler is the bare minimum you need for getting in. So, um, yeah, this was definitely a case of a, a kind of a character triumphant over, um, uh, you know, an, an in-ring star like, like uh, Sheeda. But I'm with you. I, I absolutely love this character. Um, I think the stuff she can do with the title is brilliant. So on Dynamite, um, she set up this thing where... <laughs> It was like the Oscars, and they were calling out the women's champion. You know, they had they had some of the backstage uh, announcers come out and do like a like an Oscar introduction and open up the the envelope to see who the champion was, and it was Tony Storm. And then it panned to her sitting in the audience, and she's like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> like it's just <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it suits her and it suits this character so well.
1: Absolutely, it's um. It, it's one of those things where you're like, it, will this work? And you're kind of doubtful, but she's really knocked it out of the park. And look, again, I mean, it it's, we didn't have too many title changes. Um, so oh, Sorry, we didn't have too many, um, we didn't have too many like big shocks of the night. And this title change was kind of one them for me because I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it now. But when it happened, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Yeah, no. I was, uh, like I say, I'm also a big Karrasheeda fan, but I wasn't gutted by this.
1: Yeah. Um, the next match, uh, I don't know. I mean, I I like ladder matches. I like multi-man ladder matches, but I just wasn't invested in this for some reason. I, I, I like I kept waiting for myself to be invested in, it and I just kind of wasn't. Why? Um. Well, so I I I can't say why
0: when you were watching it live. I can say that the reason nobody talks about it now, because personally, I thought this was phenomenal. Um, mm. And going into it, I wasn't mega hyped because there hadn't been a like a particularly great build for there anything. But um, maybe
1: that's probably what it was.
0: Yeah, there was. I, I still haven't figured out exactly why. Yeah, this is very much a case of the gaze on the night made this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think the problem. Or the reason it gets overlooked in hindsight is because, you know, twelve minutes after this match ended, you had Swerve Strickland,
1: and yeah, uh, that and could Matt be a But you, but, you, uh, you know this, what? This I could, do you know uh, Armageddon two thousand six where he just and made the ladder match on the night, and the one yeah. thing everybody talks about is Joey Mercury's face exploding. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's kind of what happened here where the blood drinking that happens 12 minutes later overshadowed, overshadowed.
0: yeah for, for for anyone by the way who hasn't seen the joey mercury clip good
1: don't it's, well but but it's happens. but if you want to get a reaction about it you can listen to the podcast yes on the archive where keep, we talk about how, how horrendous it was keep that level of removal <laughs> it's like the sun don't look at it directly <laughs> it, it is it is the most manky thing you can see It is like, like it really is just horrendous his face just like, explodes completely <laughs> um, instantly. instantly oh it just concaves like just,
0: yeah yeah oh, it's horrific
1: <laughs> it really um, is poor
0: guy <laughs> poor guy it's, <laughs> it, it's a pity that this match got so overshadowed because it is phenomenal there's a load of and it's like everything that's been done with the ladder, you'd think has been done. Like, like you'd think there could be no more ladder spots. But there's actually two or three spots in this that miraculously I've never seen before. Like they really, now I hope they don't do another ladder match for a while, but they really breathe life back into the ladder match stipulation with this match. The All four teams went I do love- hell for leather.
1: I do love a good ladder match. I think a ladder ma- like a uh, ladder match like this is probably one of my favorite matches to watch. Yeah, I think yeah. Like,
0: like there was a lot of like the 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 big spots. You know the the diving off. You know outside the ring onto ladders and smashed through ladders. And Brody King did an insane pile driver through a ladder. But I think my favorite spot of the night was um, Malachi Black was uh, leaning on the ropes facing away like mm. facing out facing away from the inside of the ring and there was also a ladder leaning against the ropes and Ricky Starks comes sliding into the ring from the other side and he bounces off the ropes on his side and he's running towards Malachi you know who can't see him because his back's turned and Malachi just does this thing where he just he doesn't even turn around the timing was sensational he just yanks on the top rope and it bounces the ladder forward sends it straight into ricky stark's face it was incredible um but uh, that that was uh that was a spot in like a a match full of of other spots but like i say slightly overshadowed uh before we get to the big one uh julia hart defeated chris statlander and sky blue for the tbs championship um Again, a good match, not like by the standards of this pay-per-view was probably overshadowed a wee bit, but a really solid match, particularly from the likes of Julia Hart and skye Blue, who are you know still sort of up and coming. Um, and hopefully it means Chris Statlander will be kind of moving into the uh, women's championship orbit because she's been a phenomenal TBS champion.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I look. I I think Krista Stant- and needed a bit of a break, uh, and it frees up there to go for Tony Storm, which I think is what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and that's the yeah. level she needs to be at. Um, and this TBS title run will do wonders for the likes of Julie Hart and Sky Blue, who have, man, in the past year they have improved in leaps and bounds. Like, this. oh yeah.
1: No, absolutely. I mean, and they're still relatively young as well. So, oh the yeah, the future Ju- is on like, like twenty, twenty-two,
0: twenty-three—ridiculously young. Like
1: yeah, and Sky Blue is twenty-four, I believe. So yeah, let this is kind of what they need, you know, to um to really really build this up, you know. Uh, yeah. So the next match, I think, is was what everyone was talking. Well, there's two things everyone was talking about, <laughs> about from this pay per view. One was the worst thing that's happened to AW since CM Punk leaving, uh, <laughs> and the other is, I, I, and I mean this in a good way, the other is how manky this spot was. <laughs> um, I mean, drinking a drinking blood is pretty gross. <laughs> I would not but, recommend it. Um, but not
0: even, not even drinking blood like. Uh... You know like you know sometimes they do spots where they'll lick the blood off their fists or whatever like this was like drinking blood like you drink milk directly out of a cow like yeah no that fresh yeah.
1: from the source fresh from the source it was it was probably the most disgusting thing i've i've ever seen um it, uh, it
0: was but i thought uh, it was one of the best examples i've seen in years of in-ring storytelling
1: like yeah i yeah i mean but you know a duel of the butcher kind of ruined (laughs) this for everybody with with the hepatitis hepatitis. you know i mean you know when you see this kind of stuff you're like yeah i mean blood and rest and it's it's awesome and these kind of stuff i don't necessarily have a problem with it i'm like oh lads it's better all be tested (laughs) like like legitimately because you know this is how hepatitis happens you know so
0: uh, um Yeah, so for anyone listening, uh, it was Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Page, Texas death match. For a full half hour, these two lads beat the hell out out of each other in just the most incredible, intricate, thoughtful, beautiful display of gory,
1: spiteful, insane violence. You've ever seen. So do um, you think? So do you think? So I was watching Impact the other day, and Tommy Dreamer was there defending the belt that he made up, and um, he's still called the Innovator of Violence. I don't think he can be called that anymore.
0: I I, th- I think Hangman is definitely the the king of the Texas Death Match.
1: Yeah, but I mean, surely Tommy Dreamer should show up wearing his T-shirt, and be like, and I mean, like, "I challenge hand you." Hand it over. <laughs> <laughs> hand over the belt and be like, "Here you go." That would be cool. I mean, TK should book that. Yeah. I mean, like there's, I um, you
0: know? Uh, that's who he, he's, that's, he's still at he, Impact, isn't he?
1: He is, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I was watching the other day and he was bleeding all over the place.
0: Fair play to him. He, <laughs> he, he knows what he's, what he's good at. <laughs> he sticks with it. Um, here, so, Dara, uh, yeah. your thoughts on the match, but also, is Swerve Strickland... The next AW champion,
1: uh, I think so. Um, I think he's definitely top of the card now, um, like very much top of the card. I think bringing in Sting Blade, um, has opened up. It's weird, right? So, the AW's top of the card was supposed to be one way, and then we all know why it wasn't, and <laughs> then it was supposed to be another way, and we all know why it wasn't. So they kind of had to like reset and bringing in Jay White was phenomenal. Like, he's great. I really, really do like Stingbait an awful lot, right? But with him losing to MJF and the way that he lost, uh, that's going to continue on. That story's not done, not by a long shot. But they still had to establish like what's going to happen afterwards. And, you know, you can't just keep going back with the Jericho's, the Hangman Pages. The, the the john moxies because i mean that man needs a vacation at some point <laughs> oh my god uh,
0: you know and, and here like, really not does. only not only needs one himself like i i love him he's amazing but uh i i, I would kind of like to not
1: see him for a couple of months yeah that's what i'm and saying and then when like, he comes
0: back be a big
1: deal yeah yeah exactly it's a bit it's a big deal you know and i mean it's funny so they need to kind of have this this bank of guys who you actually buy and it's funny because Ring of Honor have that I mean, uh, Eddie Kingston is the champion there, right, but you know, he, he has a group of challengers who can just step in um, and, and that just doesn't really exist right now for the, for the AEW World Championship in a real sense and I think this is the first kind of step with this reset where right, um, Strickland is going to be a name when he goes against whoever the champion is uh, that's going to be a money match, because and he will, he'll probably win it. Like I mean, I would I would really like to see Jay White and and Strickland for the belt. Oh in about yeah, a year. yeah, and like and I, I think that's I'll, going to be I think that's going to be your main event for for all out next year.
0: I think I really that's like. that's a, a a good shout. Um, like we'll talk about it more when we get to the main event, but I de- I definitely oh, for sure, yeah. think, I definitely don't think um, uh, Jay White's done
1: no Uh, he's not not by a long shot no but i I would say the smart money is on either one of those guys being in that main event or that being the actual main event
0: yeah yeah no no that that's a that's a good call look we go quickly over the tag team match (laughs) because i know what it is you want to talk about um the golden jets chris jericho and kenny omega versus the young bucks look four of the best ever in the ring for 20 minutes a great match um Love the, the wee turn at the end. I'm delighted to see petty, jealous,
1: spiteful uh, Young Bucks back. Um,
0: so that's pretty cool. I mean, they um,
1: never left anywhere. They were getting cho- chairs thrown at them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but I mean, even just as as characters, they've kind of been baby faces for a while. And I think the Young Bucks really only work as baby not, faces. not the punk. No, no, not the punk. <laughs> Well, I'd say Punk's list of people I consider baby faces. You know, it's probably his wife, his dog, and Danhausen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and FDR. And FDR. He likes FDR. Yeah. yeah, and Bret Hart. And that's that's <laughs> Bret it. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see uh, the Bucks back uh, as heels again. I think they're always far more fun as uh, as heels
1: but uh yes. yeah no, they are. i mean it, it, it you know what and it is very hard to be uh, an interesting face in wrestling it's a lot easier to be a heel um i mean as much as i love triple h he's so much better being a heel being a face it's it's not the same so it's very very oh, yeah. here yeah um uh
0: yeah a great great match here what do you think of the uh, the golden jets versus the young bucks
1: I really like the Golden Jets. I think this suits Jericho down to the ground with Omega. I mean, because Omega is a is a personality vacuum. So having having him in there with Jericho, who like he's like a heater. Because look, um, Kenny Omega is one of the best wrestlers in in the world, like legitimately. But whatever it is about his personality, it's just like a I don't know. It's just weird. But having him in there with Jericho really helped him because Jericho is like all personality all the time. So they really kind of worked off each other and it was just like a nice campy throwback. It was wonderful. Yeah, and then um, Omega
0: can do all the
1: incredible in-ring stuff. And Exactly, and Jericho's was just there going, nah, nah, <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> this is brilliant. It just works so well. Um, So I think that's phenomenal. And it was a stroke of genius, like genuinely. Um, The, the books, look, the books are the books. I mean, I, I even though what they did, the punk, I, I'm not a big fan of and, you know, etc. cetera, et cetera. In the ring... Phenomenal tag team. I even liked them at Generation Me. So what can you say? You know, th- this match was 20 minutes of them going in, having a good L time. And while well, simultaneously being a good match, it was also a nice cooldown to get everyone ready for the main event.
0: It was. Now the main event, which you have eloquently described as the worst thing to happen to AEW since <laughs> since Punk. Yeah. <laughs> have have at it.
1: Oh, I hated it so much. Um I, I'm over MJF completely. Um I, I love his stuff with Adam Cole. I think that's great. They should go off and never, never appear again. Uh J Jay White should have won. Should have won. Uh he is the future of that company. Um and I was devastated because I'm like, You hurt me again. Do not I
0: lie. I um, partly agree. I think um I could see what they were doing. Like, they're really pushing this. MJF is now
1: a full on white meat baby face thing. And apparently, Slingblade is also really pissed off with them because he's like, What was that? So, I yeah, mean, I think when I saw it, I was like, Oh, you're going to mess up again, TK. What are you doing? You don't know who you have. You have literally New Japan's biggest talent in years, and you just threw it away. What are you doing? So, I, yeah, I, I, and look, I, I know some people who haven't seen his new Japan stuff or even his stuff in Impact are like, "Oh, what's the big deal?" I'm like, "Oh, you don't get it. He's a big deal. Like, Okada, big deal, <laughs> and you just let him job out the scene." It.
0: Yeah, I, I think, like I was saying, I can see what they're pushing with MJF, but I think on this night they pushed too far. I yeah. think you yeah. could have achieved the same thing. Like you could have achieved a, a sort of a heroic underdog MJF, you know, guts and glory fighting his way, you know, against the odds. I think you could have done that without going quite so over the top. Um, I, I don't think uh, I, I wouldn't be quite as apocalyptic as you in my reaction to it. Like I say, Jay White's, he's in the. Uh, continental classic now i think he's going to do very well in it and like you were saying earlier i think he's primed big time for next year like he
1: yeah and that's and that's kind of what what's carrying me through you know i mean it's very easy to be apocalyptic and sometimes it's fun um but it's just like you know I, i i do see what they're doing it's just kind of like well, maybe it's just the time of Temp- year where they, yeah, they just want they don't want to to blow it just yet. They want they're gonna hold on to it. But you know, I, I when I saw the reports of JY being upset, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'd be upset too. It, but it, I, it, it did know. go, yeah, it, it went a wee bit too far. Like I was sitting here
0: going, oh my, God, like JY Kane kind of has to he has to win now. You know, like MJF's yeah. hobbling yeah. around the ring. Now, I I know that there was interference. And that MGF won in the end, with the, uh, you know, the diamond ring, like it wasn't like yes, it wasn't like a
1: straight, yeah,
0: cleaner end. So yeah. it's not as bad as, you know, some people are making it out to be. But I, I think they went a wee bit too far on this, and uh, I think Jay White <laughs> deserved a wee bit better. Um, that said, though, the actual match itself
1: was was really good. It was. No, the match was really good. It was, and it was a nice kind of like showcase for the two of them i just think um mjf he's just it he's the miz man he's the miz it's it,
0: it, it, it it's, it's
1: become it's becoming it, more and more like the miz every time i see him and that's not a good thing
0: it it risks going that. Way. i wouldn't have said the Miz. i would have said more super cena uh but it uh, i i know what you mean it risks going that way if you push this thing too far um Again, the only kind of saving grace I have is that I suspect that the reason they're making him such an over the top baby face is so that when the come when the <laughs> when the turn comes, that it's <laughs> it's all the more um it's all the more shocking.
1: Mm, that's fair. That's
0: fair. Uh, overall, what would you what would you give the pay per view? Uh, letter grade or rating? Whatever. Tell us what's in your heart.
1: Uh, I would go for a solid. Okay, up until the day the surprise debut, solid B. After the surprise debut, C minus. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. I can see that.
0: That's yeah. That's.
1: And there's uh, only one reason. There's only one reason for that, because oh, yeah. they because they didn't let him debut with a talker. We now have to listen to him.
0: Wait, who, who?
1: The signing of uh, oh. Will Osprey.
0: Oh my god, I completely went over the bloody. I completely missed the um, the Will Osprey signing. Yeah, Now, he's he's not coming in till I think it's February when his new Japan uh, yeah. contract is up. Um, man, that's that's huge. I kind of agree with the talking. Uh, <laughs> I hope they do put him with someone,
1: but. Uh, that's a huge sign that was the is that's what I was referring to as the worst thing that happened in wrestling the worst thing about the show oh I thought it was the uh the mjf thing you didn't like no no that, that it was that was definitely up there but I mean <laughs> will Osprey coming in with his with his bros is just I can't I genuinely can't handle it the like the only the only thing about that that,
0: that, I, that I I kinda reserve judgment on was that it wasn't like he didn't come in cutting a promo. He kind of just came in and said, I've signed the contract, and he was kind of just saying hello. It wasn't like, a, like an out-and-out promo. But yeah, if he's coming in and he's cutting promos like that, all, brov this, brov that. Yeah, brof, it's
1: terrible. Brov your mother. I mean, <laughs> someone, like, someone just needs to sit down and go listen. They need to do a Conor McGregor thing on him, because McGregor was schooled how to talk to like Americans. And it's kind of weird to hear, like for Irish people, but it's not like annoying, you know, with Osprey's annoying genuinely, like genuinely annoying. And I'm like, look, you're, you're probably the best wrestler who's, who's done it since AJ Styles in TNA, but you're incredibly annoying. And just, <laughs> it is like
0: real- I, I kind of, I, I kind of admire his determination to stick to his regional accent. Um,
1: but McGregor didn't even do that, and he has the most like regional accent going. Like,
0: oh, like none of the Irish like you can tell even the way Becky Lynch talks. Be- the way, way Becky tell, Lynch as
1: well, yeah. yeah, They have
0: been told to slow down and clearly separate their words.
1: Because because you know, like, be- the way Becky speaks, she doesn't speak like, and no one speaks like that, no, at no. all. <laughs> so I mean, they can do it. It's just with him, and I think if if maybe that's why he went to AEW. Because WDB we were like, listen, bro, You're gonna have to <laughs> learn to speak like, you know. You can't we, even you learn how you know, to speak proper, Gavna. We don't know what you're saying. You know, so you know. I, no, no shade to any of our, our UK listeners. We love you all, but um I just can't do the bro thing, it drives me mad. Um <coughs> I could
0: see them you see them maybe putting them with someone Jericho, put them with Jericho. Pull my Jericho. Actually, it could be good to Jericho.
1: Like, think about um, it, right? Him, Jericho, and Kenny Omega, right? As the Golden Jets or whatever, right? That would be class. Yeah. Jericho's their manager and you have literally the two best wrestlers going today together, even competing against each other and then they can do like the little bruv thing themselves. Be amazing. Just, think, we don't have to hear from them or put him behind a mask. The Golden Bruvs. The Golden Bruvs. <laughs> See, yeah. that would be cool. That would be amazing.
0: I think, uh, Callus kind of makes sense, but I actually Callis think makes sense, yeah. I think he's a wee bit above that. I think in terms of his the position he should come in at, I think he should be coming in as a top contender. Um well here's
1: the thing, like I mean if he right, if he's coming in and we said Strickland is probably gonna be in that mix, you can have here you like I still do believe that uh, Slingblade and Strickland are probably going to be your main event, but Osprey could be in there as a Triple Threat, if not holding the champion, I, and you know I, either one of them being the challenger. I could see that. Yeah, I
0: think I think Osprey is going to be um, main event level, but I don't think he's going to be in the title picture because I can see Will Osprey, Kenny Omega three being yes all absolutely
1: in. yeah that makes sense you that
0: know, actually makes a lot of sense wembley stadium sense. yeah and and hell even if it's not for the title make it the main event you know like
1: now my question would be would you go see that match would you pay to go see that match ah uh, i i
0: would like my only reticence in going to all in next year is the experience i had with the airplanes Oh back no! <laughs> this year, and that's not the fault of AEW. That's not the, that's not to do with the show. But I was so traumatized by that experience. <laughs> I never, I never want to set foot in another goddamn airport ever again. Like that, was, I mean, that's
1: totally fair. That's totally it was fair.
0: horrendous, um, and the worst thing is that they just released the um, they just released the layout for All In, and it looks like they're going with. A much bigger set with the audience being uh, much closer to the ring because like um i found for most of the show i was kind of watching the monitors
1: the monitors yeah so uh, right.
0: and it seems that they've uh, they've taken a totally different approach to how they're setting up all in next year and a big like potential kenny omega will osprey match like i'm very very tempted i might be i might. Be like yourself it might be a wee bit more casual and just pick up one of the cheaper you know upper echelon tickets and you know just be a wee bit more casual about going like if i go yeah i, go. I
1: mean i i I, that, I had a lot of fun even yeah though it was half, even though I was half steep and passed out on the taxi <laughs> the uber a couple of times um yeah i mean that's probably what i would do but you know i once once Will Osprey is not talking, we're having a good time. As soon as he starts talking, we're having a bad time. But <laughs> you know, I'd pay to go see him once I have a guarantee that he's not touching the mic.
0: Yeah, well so look here. Will Osprey Kenny Omega three like that's Oh yeah.
1: That's, that's gonna be huge. unreal. Huge. Like, yeah, it is that, huge. That would be and, incredible. yeah, I, I I would pay for that.
0: Um so look, I think AEW as a whole, uh, it took them a good six months there to recover from um <laughs> all the stuff with punk because i imagine that they had they had the next year mapped oh yeah they oh, had a it. whole
1: show around them
0: yeah like that yep. so like people are going oh it's been crap lately or whatever firstly i don't think it has been but secondly i think any of the issues it has is because they've been trying to recalibrate after you know, the guy that were building all their stories around.
1: So, so apparently the damage that he was done, that, that, that was done by him was worse than what Russo did in WCW. That's what I hear.
0: Well, I, I mean,
1: that, that's I mean, how catastrophic the, the damage was. The, the
0: evidence against that is that AEW is still here, oh, yeah, <laughs>
1: you
0: know, so, but I can, I can see like it, it was enormous. Like they've had to do a lot of this stuff kind of on the fly. Um, And I I'm very hopeful for next year because I think ever since. All out it's been about them kind of restructuring and recalibrating, and I think now with this Continental Classic, which I'm absolutely hyped about and I'm really enjoying and world's end in December. I think next year we're going to see AW back on track. You know, Swerve Strickland in the top spot yeah um orange cassidy in the top spot uh, will osprey coming in you know i think there's there's a lot to look forward to
1: absolutely absolutely um okay so look we're going to leave it there and we're going to switch gears here and jump back in the time machine because we, we've been trying we've been trying to do this for a while and last time i completely disrailed us and talked about tna or something um so we're going I can back. see it
0: going that way again. You've got 2007 in your in your um,
1: eyes. Yeah, I, I assure you it's worth it. That show is worth it. That's the one where Kurt Angle has all the belts.
0: Oh, I have no doubt that it's worth it's it. It's
1: amazing. Yeah. So good. Uh, it, it's peak perk angle as well. Oh, so, right. So, we're going to jump in here and we're going to talk about In Your House 6. And this was from R- Louisville, Rage Kentucky. Rage in the Cage. Now, I watched this again today and I was like, wait a minute. This seems awfully familiar and then it turns out that yes we had indeed watched it about three weeks ago had all the notes ready completely forgot about it and talked about tna so i kind of breezed over it again today
0: And uh, i gotta say folks while it's definitely not the worst in your house it's not something i would recommend you sit down and watch twice
1: no god no don't no, no literally do anything else if someone says oh i want to watch in your house number six again Run away from that person.
0: Yeah, you say, uh, good luck with that. I'll see you in two <laughs> hours and 45 minutes.
1: Because you're not going to have a good time. Um, I wouldn't mind. The only match that actually would have appealed to me here is a dark match. And it's the Undertaker versus Goldust. <laughs> yeah, for the IC title. For the IC title, yeah. And I was just like, ah, oh, I actually would have liked to have seen that. This but, must uh, have been... So
0: this was 96. It was. So this was still when they were filming out of sequence because the Goldust even have the ic title
1: i don't think so time. no no i think that's why it was a dark match
0: yeah i think this was yeah. filmed out of sequence for raw a couple of weeks later
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's mad, mad how people complain how nowadays oh they're killing K it's like lad they used to film this stuff out of order
1: yeah but there's no internet like it would just be like you actually had to work for the dirt cheats yeah there would
0: only be there would only be five thousand the five thousand people in the building would be the only ones
1: yeah and, about it. and well no i yeah i mean they'd probably like have one of those old-timey phones you know where they'd you know something would happen and they'd run to the phones stop the process stop the presses! <laughs> we have a we have a new story gold dust gold dust defeated by undertaker via count out quick print it charlie um, <laughs> um
0: I mean, yeah, it, it, it looks like an interesting matchup, but uh, a fourteen-minute countout—that's very nineteen-ninety-six RAW, isn't
1: it? Yeah, that's why they were doing terrible numbers in nineteen-ninety-six. <laughs> <laughs> um, the
0: show actually kicks off with uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley in his latest crusade against the working class. The <laughs> last—the last time we saw him, the snooty. Hunter Hearst, uh was beating up a pig farmer, and yep. today he's decided to assault a bin man. So, <laughs> who's next in this in this, this blue-collar beat down? beatdown? I that mean, who,
1: who hasn't been upset that, that they haven't taken your bins in? <laughs> when you forget, yeah. you're like, oh, no, it's Thursday. And you got to go put the bins out, you know? I mean... A,
0: a couple of weeks ago, uh, they sent round... Uh, notes saying that we could now put glass in the blue bin, the recycling right. bin. We're like, great. And then um, I went out one day and the bin hadn't been lifted. And I emailed the council going, hey, you didn't lift me bin. And they wrote back to me going, oh, we can't. It was contaminated. There was glass in it. And I, at that moment, I would have been like, right, I am getting Hunter Hurst hansley to come down there and to beat up all the bin men.
1: <laughs> well, at that point, you knew you understood his struggle. <laughs> 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 um so yeah triple h wins
0: uh nine minutes Ugh, i mean it was, it was by, by the way we keep saying the BIM man it was juke the, the dumpster
1: wait room. hold on hold on you, you've missed an entire match oh my god i thought that was the dark m- okay yeah no, well, tell no, you no, what, no, no. we'll do no, no, ho-
0: we'll do this and then we'll go back to the okay go on go on yeah, yeah so sorry this is the second not the open match um yeah i mean this is a, a fairly uh Run of the mill sort of
1: ten minutes.
0: It was. It's fine. It's really,
1: it's really, really quite bad, actually.
0: Yeah, do you think
1: so? The, the yeah, finish... it, it. It. No, the finish was good, but it could have been like five minutes shorter. Yes, Cause,
0: cause, yeah, because
1: here's the thing, right? It isn't a competitive match. Triple H isn't like they no, aren't no. E- they aren't evenly matched, and it isn't a squash either. So the problem is you have this like weird in between where. You know, Triple H is going to win, but they're faffing about for about 10 minutes. And then the finish that should have happened four minutes ago happens. And you're like, well, why? Did, why? I mean, it, it just it just took up way too much time. And that was the problem with it. Like it was. There was no need for it to be as long as it was.
0: Yeah. No, anyway. Nobody thought yeah. the dumpster was coming out of this and with the win. No, not one moment. Not one moment. Oh, I did think, however, that um, uh, Triple H's, uh, the lady who accompanied him, uh, Elizabeth Hilden, I thought she was hilarious because she, was. she clearly has no background nor interest in wrestling. And occasionally, uh, Jerry Lawler would, would turn to her and say something about the match. And she would reply with just some total non sequitur. Like she'd, she'd clearly been given four or five phrases to say um, and then she just rattled them off whenever she was asked a question because they correlated in no way to what was happening in the ring. So like at one stage, Triple H is winning, like he's beating Duke drowsy down and whatever else. And JR says something about Triple H being real dominant or whatever, or, oh, you like seeing Triple H in the ring. And she, like, just blanket goes, oh, well, the match isn't over yet. <laughs> you know would,
1: no, no, you know what, right? <laughs> Remember the old WDB games, like, Attitude or Warzone? Where <laughs> the they commentary just, would just... It would be random nonsense? <laughs> yeah. That's what it was like. That's what it was like. So every time they turned to her, she had this, like, stock phrase she'd
0: been given. It, it had absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> what was happening in the ring? <laughs> there goes Triple H. <laughs> oh, well, what a maneuver! What a maneuver! It's a wrist lock. Um But yeah, you're right. The opener match was actually Razor Moon versus the One Two Three Kid. In still to this day, the only crybaby match in history.
1: So I didn't know these were real things, right? The first time I heard about this, um, was. In WWE. 2 K 20, I want to say you no, know the terrible one that came out. They actually have a crazy baby match in it. Yeah. 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 So there's this, so that game is bizarre, right? Like absolutely banana boats crazy. And, um, I didn't know this was a thing and you'd have a whole thing where they do a crybaby match and it's like, Oh God, it's it's all very weird. <coughs> Excuse me. And, um, I was like, okay, that's weird. And it actually evolves X-Pac. Gemini and involves X-Pac, right? Oh, so, in, in 2K, in, in 2K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically <laughs> the, the story mode of, of 2K 20 is you're playing as red and, Uh, I can't remember the other guy's name and it it follows their career and X-Pac is like a central figure in that career for some reason and um, there's a match back in in the territory days where you face X-Pac in a crybaby match and I'm like that's not a real thing, that's really stupid and uh, (laughs) it's like it sounds like something that would have been a thing but that sounds really stupid uh no 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 it, it turns out this was a real thing, and it's just as stupid as i thought it was. It's even
0: stupider than you think. So, so for anyone listening uh, who doesn't know the Crybaby baby match, it's not even really a match stipulation. It's just an ordinary match and then the loser gets put in a nappy. So there's no like there's nothing that happens during the match that like the object of the match isn't to put a nappy on someone and then you win. It's just an ordinary match and then the loser goes in a nappy. Um I mean the thing is, <laughs> like as daft as this is, uh Razor and One Two Three Kid have incredible chemistry. Uh the big man small man dynamic between them is great. Uh X or Kid at the time is doing stuff that a lot of WWF audiences haven't seen like he's doing a, a style that's kind of unique, and apart from the ridiculous uh, stipulation,
1: th- this is one of the better matches on the card. It's just ruined by the fucking the, the random the <laughs> random situation. It makes no sense. do you know what it, it reminded me of a
0: quote from uh from Scott Hall. Uh, And he said, you know, a lot of these guys are really... I think we might have been talking about Bret Hart. He says a lot of these guys are really particular about, like, their championships and, you know, their titles and their wins and losses. And he was like, dude, those are props. It's a job. You know, as long as you pay me, you can send me out there every night and beat me. And I think that's probably 99% true. I don't think Razor Ramona would have agreed to lose in this match.
1: No, I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think this is the, the point where he, it's like, he, he you would know, have pulled a doesn't work for me, brother. It doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's I I don't wouldn't say this is like damaging to anybody, but it's just like it's just that point in wrestling where it's like, nah lads, this is this is just silly. You know, I yeah. mean that's the whole point. I don't I don't really I don't, I don't see what was gained from this. This seems like a punishment. You know, yeah. it seems like a punishment match. And I don't mean, in like, oh, the guy who lost, it's like, no, someone was obviously booked to lose. But uh, yeah. that's what that's what it, it seems like. seems like it was a punishment match.
0: Yeah, like, they had a really good back and like, nobody was buried. Like, no. the 1-2-3 kid went toe-to-toe with Razor Moon for 12 minutes. Like, that's mm. not a burial. Uh, he gets the um Razor's edge, and uh, yeah, then Razor Moon puts a puts a giant nappy on him and throws a load of baby powder in his face. So, eh, yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things that it's um, it's not that it even ruins the match itself, because the 12 minutes of the match is really good. It's uh, It's one of those things in wrestling where if someone walked in the room while you were watching that, you'd be mortified.
1: Yeah, you'd be like, uh, it's not what it looks like, but it's like, so, exactly what,
0: I, I was watching it's, porn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, no, it's exactly what it looks like. Um, yeah, but look, I, I do. It, it's probably the most memorable memorable thing about this show, which it's, it's a weird legacy to leave. And it's even weirder that 20 years later, they, they make it a staple of a game, which has nothing got to do with anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, guys, if you're looking to see you know, I'm not, I'm not lying. Like in two K twenty, it's literally a big part of the game. Is is X Pac and this legacy of crybaby matches. If you want to see
0: Sean Waltman in a nappy, if that's your kink, if that's your <laughs> thing, then in your house 6, rage in the cage. That's the that's the one for you, baby. That's the, that's the one for you. Five ninety nine on
1: the WWE Network.
0: <laughs> we go. <laughs> We go from a uh, small skinny man in a nappy to a large heavy man in a nappy. It's Yokozuna <laughs> versus the British Bulldog.
1: You, you uh, are covered no matter what what you require.
0: <laughs> whatever your nappy kink, this, this, <laughs> <laughs> this show has it all for you. <clears throat> this is interesting. Uh, not the match. It's as dreadful as it sounds. <laughs> this is interesting because it's the first time Yokozuna speaks. Uh, Tyra, I know, that. you, did you- know? Yokozuna
1: is not Japanese. I yeah, I knew he wasn't Japanese. I just <laughs> didn't think he wasn't that Japanese. Like he wasn't not not that Japanese. You know? I thought he would have like committed to it in some way. Nope. Just talk <laughs> well, like, like a regular dude. He <laughs> It's actually hilarious. Like he
0: and he followed on even like in his Yankee accent shouts like Bonze. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, because what's hilarious is, like, they make a big deal of, you know, King, King says at the start of the show, oh, and we're going to send them back to Japan. And then it's like, no, like, he's literally like the most American lad you can, can possibly think
0: of. Like, like, we we all know this, but if you're sitting watching this at the time and you're not like, you know, one of the readers of the dirt sheets or a smart market or whatever, this must have been so confusing. Like, what, why is he American? <laughs> why, is, why is Yokozuna from you know from Detroit? <laughs> I, know he's, I know he's from the Samoa. Uh, well, he's no, he's Samoan inherently. Yeah, he's but actually but... from um, where is Yokozuna actually from? He's from <laughs> San Francisco,
1: <laughs> Yokozuna, like... dude. <laughs> I don't know Like It it genuinely did surprise me I'm not going to lie to you I was like I'm not I don't know what I was expecting But it definitely wasn't that but Do you know what I was expecting? Because well, it was 1996
0: WWF So them, like, them to
1: just not do it?
0: No For them to just do A big racist Just go out and do a Oh Japanese accent You know <laughs> Just just go
1: gay Okay, give it a okay. Go. <laughs> Would that have been better or worse? I don't
0: because Honestly, i
1: don't know i mean do you know what his japanese accent
0: must have been so terrible that <laughs> he just said nah look just go out and just go out and we'll pretend you're of japanese descent or something
1: <laughs> but what see this is the point when you have someone to talk for you like will osprey you know <laughs> yeah. if they had a, if they had like, he did they had like mr fuji or something right
0: Oh, yeah, like, Yoko had Fuji his whole career. I don't know why they didn't have him with a different mouthpiece this time, Um, but I guarantee you, at some stage in the run-up to that match, Vince McMahon called Zina into his office and had him try out a Japanese accent.
1: He's like, lay it on me, brother.
0: (laughs) He just couldn't do it. They're
1: like...
0: Um, Anyway, the the match is exactly what you'd expect. Yokozuna is gassed within the first ninety seconds, and the British Bulldog is not a bad wrestler, but he needs to be in there with someone good. Yes, you know he's he's not someone to take take the lead in a match.
1: No, 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 no. and it really does show. It's they're both kind of struggling the entire time with this. And it's it's not good. It's not bad. It's just over, over, overwhelmingly disappointing. Yeah, it's over in five minutes. So like, it's um... that's what I mean, though. You're expecting like Yokozuna and British Bulldog to deliver, and it just doesn't. It's just kind of, oh, it's over. Thank God for that. You know, it's it uh, says a lot about the state
0: of Yoko at the time that that he couldn't even give you. Three minutes of no. fast-paced, hard-hitting, big slams, big leg drops, big, you know, turnbuckles, squashes. You know, maybe Bulldog knocks out a couple of uh, those real rough clotheslines or, like, some sort of slam. Or But, man, they couldn't even manage that. They, they kind of plod around for, for
1: five minutes. Yeah, but, I mean, even when we were watching him with uh, Owen Hart, own Hart was the one that was doing everything, literally everything. Literally, you know, literally everything. So it was just—it's grim. It's grim. It's very, <laughs> very grim. Very, uh, very grim. Uh, the,
0: the match ends in a disqualification <clears throat> when um, several of the Cornet Clan come running in and they handcuff Yokozuna with the ropes and beat him down. And among them is. Is this the debut or it's the very
1: early days of
0: Vader in the WWF?
1: It is, yeah. It's it's when, like, that's a whole other thing in and of itself, which we'll probably touch on uh, when we see more Vader matches. But it's the start of Vader's very quick appearance in WWE and the beginning of his very short appearance in WWE. Yes.
0: <clears throat> of course, this wouldn't be the first time Vader and Yoko would team together uh, in the WWF. The two of them were famously sent to Fat Camp by the WWF, which both of them returned from heavier. They would would apparently sneak out at night. This is Yoko, by the way, who couldn't give you a three-minute match, but had the energy to break out of Fat Camp every night and sneak down the road to a local KFC, where apparently (laughs) every night they would eat, him and Vader would eat, (laughs) buckets and buckets of chicken (laughs) just buckets of the stuff and then sneak back into the into the fat camp couldn't give you three minutes with the bulldog (laughs) (laughs)
1: have you have you never heard that i know i think you said it before but just add the visual of it i mean so look someone needs to animate that where it's like the great escape or chicken run how bad how
0: bad were the were the guards that they couldn't spot Vader and Yoko <laughs> Sneaking out. Of the... You know, it's not like they could hide behind trees or cars or maybe if someone parked like a semi, they could No, but
1: it's like Then no one knows like where did they get one. Where's that money coming from? How are they able yeah. to afford it? There's so many questions.
0: And they would have been like, lads, you've been here six weeks and you've put on Two and a half stone like, have, you ever, have you ever
1: seen that movie Heavyweights with Ben Stiller no oh my God so there's this movie called Heavyweights about fat camp with kids and Ben Stiller's in it right but it was made in the 90s oh. and it's and, so and it obviously
0: seen, treats the issue of, uh, of child weight gain with sensitivity and
1: absolutely and delicacy. As, you would, as you would expect <laughs> but the thing about it is it's like the character that he he came up with is actually revisited in Dodgeball. Oh yeah, yeah. At the so, end, Well no, even White Goodman in general, like that's the the character. Like he he came up with, he came up with that for heavy for heavyweights. Oh but wow, I'm
0: gonna have to look that up
1: now. And the movie itself actually isn't too bad, to be fair. It's kind of like the Mighty Ducks, but about fat camp. Um, and the thing about it is, it's like, yeah, that's like the plot of the movie. They're like stealing the they're like out of fat camp, but they have like they're escaping to get snacks and stuff like that. So. In, in my head, the kids in that are just Vader and and <laughs> <Yoke was> Zuna.
0: <laughs> I can see. Do you remember the internet went mad there when um, all the Gen Xers or Gen Zers discovered *Tropic Thunder*?
1: Like yes.
0: Fifteen years after it came out, yeah, I can see heavyweights being the next the next Ben Stiller film on the on the hit list.
1: I mean. But yeah, there's lots of movies that Gen Z are going to be upset once they discover made by Ben Stiller. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, So we go into our semi-main event and probably the best match on the card. Yeah, because it's it's the only one with lads that can go.
1: Well, uh, Other than than Razor and and Kid, but that was ruined by the the terrible gimmick. (laughs) The crybaby gimmick. So it's uh, Shawn Michaels versus Owen Hart.
0: This match is for the number one contendership. Yes, so
1: it's very important
0: Yeah, so if Michaels loses He loses his his WrestleMania shot at the title Yes Uh, Now, if nobody Nobody was ever in any doubt That Michaels was going to win this But if there was any shred of doubt That was Completely uh, Disappeared the minute this started Because from the very start It is clear that Shawn Michaels is Vince McMahon's new gay. Like he gets this introduction where he's dancing on the roof of the In Your House set. He comes down on a zip wire. <laughs> he's bouncing into the ring. There's fireworks. Everything's going off. I say, oh, this, "This lads, like this lads. This guy's, this guy's winning. Like, this, like this introduction they gave him." not only gave away the finish of this match, it gave away the finish of WrestleMania 12. Like, (laughs) like it was very obvious. Like, a minute into this, it's so obvious who Vince McMahon's new boy is. And McMahon is creaming himself, like, from the very start. Oh, my God, what a performer! What a man over! Can you believe this? Like, McMahon is just selling this up the wazoo. (laughs) But uh, the two of them, like I mean, they're they're too great. The uh, competitors go on to have a, a really good match.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have a very good way with words, Martin. <laughs> that was the most visual representation of that. It's even better than the show itself because, <laughs> I mean, when when you're watching it, you're like, yeah, he really is. You know, they kind of went a bit ott there, but you you mapped it out quite well. It's like, yeah. From the, from the moment when you look at it that way, you're like, yeah, he's winning. There's no way he's not winning, you know. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I kind of wanted on. I kind of wanted on hard to win a little bit because that would have been cool. But uh, oh I think, yeah, I think Owen fact,
0: versus Brett in the main event of Mania. Yeah, that would have been awesome.
1: But I think the fact that they had Jim Cornette out there as well, and I mean Cornette did not have a good night tonight. <laughs> um, kind of sealed this fate as well. Yeah yeah the managers worked really hard during these shows they were in and out all night oh yeah and like taking taking a few bumps across the night as well it's
0: not just yeah. you know um but like i say in terms of so like the finish was never in any doubt but in terms of in-ring stuff this was probably the best match of the night
1: it was yeah easy like i mean if the the gimmick ruined the opener which probably would have been the best match of the night the theatrics ruined this one, but the actual match itself held together a lot better.
0: Yeah, yeah, and look, you're in there with Shawn Michaels and Owen Hart, like
1: yeah, two like
0: peak incredible.
1: In-ring. Peak Michaels and peak Hart, like so, y- there was no doubt this was going to be good.
0: Yeah, just brilliant. Um, and then w- weirdly, and
1: particularly for
0: me, like a massive Bret Hart fan, a really disappointing. Main event. Diesel did not care at all. Man. Just he just he, didn't care. He was given and like Bret Hart can go out there and have a match with anyone. Bret Hart can have a four star match with anyone, but Diesel was given him absolutely nothing.
1: Have you seen? Have you seen the WCW when? The WCW moment when uh, Big Show walks out and he's smoking a cigarette. And <laughs> <when> somebody <it> comes <laughs> over and the, he's like, "You got to put that." He like, pushes him away. This is exactly the vibe I got off Diesel. He just was like, "I don't care. I'm almost finished here. Uh, please leave me alone." And that's did exactly he know at the
0: stage that he was he was leaving? I mean. It's all very
1: close. It's all in and around it, that. It, it's very close. Uh, I would say he kind of knew he was. He wanted. He wanted out. Um, but I mean, if he didn't, you kind of had to be like, okay, this was probably one of the last couple of points that he was like, "No, I'm leaving." But I think it was. When did he leave? June.
0: He left. Yeah, I have it here. Um, Is it June.
1: Yeah, so he went to WCW in uh, June
0: 1996.
1: Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And I was this is in February. So I think February, this yeah. probably this is probably when he was like, no, I'm actually like done here. You know, I I have no passion for this because it, 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 you know from the start, from the moment he walked out there, he did not care. Oh. Did not care at all about any of it. The match quality was was not great. It wasn't, uh, it, you know, but he was in there at the main event in the major pay per view with Hart, and it was like, okay, yeah. And he, and- I, I'm watching Brett walk out here again, and even on his face, you can tell he's not happy. So yeah. I, I think what happened here is again, I, I I'm probably going gonna go back and and listen to some of the lads shoot on this, but I think there was a better finish put out for this. And Diesel was like, no. And that's why. I think. Yeah. Could have been, yeah. Uh,
0: Although I've heard now, uh, this might not be this match. It might be another match. But I've heard that Diesel and Brett had a disagreement once where uh, Diesel had suggested that they do the uh, jackknife. Yeah. And then, you know, whatever the finish was happened. But Brett was opposed to it because he's like, well, if you do the jackknife and then the finish happens, it looks like you would have beaten you me. Won. Yeah. You know. But again, that's, a, that's one-sided, you know, with these locker room stories, you don't know who to believe. Whatever the case, a very rare, not great Bret Hart match,
1: particularly for
0: a pay-per-view main event.
1: But then <clears> we have, but then it didn't stop there, because then we had the stupid, and the stupid was a ridiculous amount of like fog, but like not like in a in a cool way. It was like there was just like it's like somebody like left the smoke machine on, and it was like when <laughs> he turned that off. So, I need to go, so go anyway. Yeah, we'll just we'll just before we get into it, we run through what actually happens
0: so because so the way because
1: this... because, I, because I I just want to I just want to express and underline that the stupid happens and just kills the match completely and it's very it's very
0: 1996 stupid yeah. um so it's a uh, brett hart diesel uh, steel cage match for the uh, world title uh, 20 minutes of pretty plodding you know not well flowing action um eventually uh, diesel knocks brett down he's crawling towards the door to climb out of the cage and the next thing, from under the ring, the undertaker appears, cuts his way through the mat, um, s- like emerges his uh, sort of top half of his body, grabs Diesel, drags Diesel in under the ring. And then, as Tara says, an enormous teenage disco worth of, of white smoke uh, <laughs> comes p- puffing out from under the ring. Very, very 1996. Um, Dara, do you know, I actually don't think this would have been so bad if the it had... The lights were off? If, if the lights had gone off, if there had been some sort of, yeah, thing like that happen, and if, if the cloud of smoke had been the end of it.
1: Or, right? okay, okay, here's how you change it, and you would have changed it. That's why I think they were still kind of new to this whole Undertaker thing. Yeah. The lights were, if The lights had went off. The smoke had been tinted purple. That actually would have been all right. Yeah. It's the like, fact, you know what it is? It's like, have you ever seen a black metal band play in the day? Yeah. It's yeah. the stupidest, stupidest like, thing in the world. It's like, they look a, like a goth at the post office. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing here, you dork? You know, it's like, that's exactly it. And it's like, there's a reason why black metal bands don't play after three in the day. In the summer, <laughs> looks ridiculous, you know, and that's exactly. It's is your standard. It's like, what are you doing? This, this does not work. It's um, terrible. Really so there bad. is,
0: particularly with the Undertaker around this time, there is a way to do this goofy stuff and have it be pretty cool. So, I think we both loved the end of the uh, buried live match. Yeah, was the Undertaker's hand comes out of the grave, and that that's it ends on that, right?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So if this, like you say, if they had it done the lights down and the purple light and just Diesel scrambling for his life and then he disappears under the ring, and then it cuts off at that, I think that would have worked a lot better. But instead, what happens is Brett climbs out of the ring, out of the cage. He's declared, you know, the winner and he's still the champion. Um, but obviously, there's the camera doesn't even like focus on him he's declared the champion like in like bottom left of the corner and he just walks off like he leaves um and then diesel comes claiming back out from under the ring so the undertaker didn't like drag him to hell or anything the undertaker just literally just pulled him under the ring um and diesel comes back out and the only thing that's changed is his trousers are now ripped <laughs> so he, the Undertaker dragged them under the ring to ride him to, <laughs> to have a go. At it. Like, what did Like, did we just witness a sexual assault? Like, what were you?
1: What were you doing?
0: <laughs> was, what the hell is that about? So Diesel pops out with his with his trousers ripped. Naturally, runs off probably to HR. <laughs> um, and I then have under- some complaints. <laughs> See if he can some some of Vince McMahon's sexual assault hush money. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, the thing you talked about earlier happens. The Undertaker climbs up on the cage and he points at Diesel, and he's oh, doing that's so nothing. stupid. But so, again,
1: so stupid. It's
0: in the it's in the middle of the the completely bright, fully lit spotlights. There's no Undertaker music. There's no dimming of the lights. It, it's again, it's like a, it's exactly, it's like seeing a death metal band, you know, in a community park at 3pm.
1: It's like, sorry, I just got to walk my dog. <laughs> oh my God, it's terrible. It was, it, it, if you're watching it for comedy, it's actually really funny like just the visual of it's really really funny and that's why you know when when this is edited martin you need to like put this to to the video where it's like because it's it's just the funniest thing ever he's just like oh there you go you know it's like anything else would have been better like the lights being off weird filter over it literally anything nope they're just like he's literally just there pointing in day and it's just under the bad. Front lights. <laughs> it's it, it's really bad.
0: It's because, so bad because so much of the Undertaker's
1: character comes down to um, spoopy nonsense,
0: literal smoke and mirrors.
1: Yeah, like, Undertaker's entire thing, and just like Bray Wyatt, God rest him, spoopy nonsense. Yeah, and, um, do, and the minute you take that away, it's all gone. Yeah, the um, minute you, know. you the minute
0: you know, you turn the lights on. Like, it it just looks stupid.
1: Like, again, lads, rule one with black metal, don't do it in the day, don't have lights on. And you're fine. Same with The Undertaker, you know.
0: Again, this is why we've said this several times about The Undertaker. The Undertaker's career looks amazing in video packages. Yes. At the time,
1: kind (sighs) of ropey.
0: When you're actually (laughs) watching it, a lot of this stuff is terrible.
1: Yeah. (laughs) in the video package though, best thing ever. Oh yeah, because you so. could
0: cut it in a certain way and you could put a filter over it and you, and you could, could turn
1: the lights down a little bit. Yeah,
0: you could do yeah. all sorts, you know, you could edit out grumpy Brett in the corner, storming <laughs> off going, bloody world champion. The main event isn't even about me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, so what would you give this pay-per-view? Uh, what would you grade this? Oh uh, look, look. <clears throat> overall as a
0: pay-per-view, it's pretty bad. In terms of this arc so far, it's it's definitely not the worst in your house. <laughs> like
1: some no, I know, but but the but the bar is incredibly low. The like bar is on the The bar is, is, the bar is not on the bar is not on the floor. It's like several, it's like got the elevator down to like is, the sub basement. That's where it, the bar is. Is it in your house? Is it two or three? Is the one that's always appeared
0: on those worst ever pay per view Oh,
1: I think it's three. Three, I think. Yeah, yeah I think it's three. <laughs> But, I mean, a lot of them have been pretty terrible so far.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I think we're, I keep saying it every week because I keep wanting to finish this arc. But, <laughs> uh, I think we're getting out of the woods now. Like, they do, like, you know, once we get to the likes of, um, like, Calgary Stampede and all
1: that, like, there's really good ones coming up.
0: I'm but just this... still looking
1: for Jeff Jarrett to show back up, and then I know we're good. Does he? Uh, 96... I think he should. six. I think he shows up briefly yeah. Yeah, cuz he's not done. Yeah, cuz
0: he he comes back. He has another run where uh <laughs> not this it ends when he holds them up for the the intercontinental. That's type. in
1: 1999. That's a 1999 where his gimmick has been a misogynist.
0: Yeah, okay, so he obviously comes back at some stage, right? So that's not Yeah,
1: he he, he comes he comes back um and Team's own heart and you know stuff like that. So it's a good time, but he's not done yet um yeah look overall oh, razor Moon
0: one two three kid apart from the stipulation is pretty good uh michael's and Owen Hart heart
1: again really good match but I mean, the here's the number. thing by the end of by the, the end of 2006 we get mind games and that has the phenomenal yeah we're, match. we're so we're absolutely, we're ab- 1996 yeah we're absolutely like we're in for an actually really good time gang so if you kind of hang out for a little while and get us through the nonsense we're, we're good but uh we got one or two more dodgy shows to go before we get yeah. there. Three more and then it starts getting good.
0: What is the next in your house? It's uh So
1: we're we're three away from them getting good. The next one is uh <laughs> Good friends Good friends enemies. bitter enemies.
0: Um and that is what's the main event in it? Oh, we've got uh Shawn Michaels versus Diesel.
1: <laughs> in a <laughs> no holds bar
0: match what is diesel whinging about he's in consecutive like main events like i know he's not the champion anymore but he's fighting for the world title in this when he's fighting for the world title in the next one in between he's having a top level feud with the undertaker what is he crying about
1: uh, he he just wanted to smoke that cigarette he did
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um oh, I don't know. wrestling, wrestling B- is so
0: stupid <laughs> If I'm I'm just comparing it to the other ones,
1: I'd say C minus. That's fair. I think I would give it the same uh, because it's not good. It's not bad. As my dad would say, it's an and Dunphy pay-per-view. It's not good. It's not bad. Um, (laughs) But it's definitely one if someone says, hey, I want to watch this. You know, you take someone home and you're like, hey, do you want want something? Yeah, stickers. You run away from that person. Don't care how hot they are. You're like, no, no, run away.
0: (laughs) If you are going to watch it there there's, there's two things actually worth watching it for um the first there isn't is, lies absolutely no, <laughs> no there's two things the first is the absolute carnism of wwf at the time because this pay-per-view starts with um sunny on the beach on her knees in the skimpiest bikini you've ever seen going uh you oh it's time for in your house the show that was too hot for tv and you think oh what's going to happen no the show is rated pg this is just complete carnyism to get you to buy the pay-per-view <laughs> so that's like funny um and the other thing that's worth watching is there's a short segment in the middle of this where goldust makes like an it gay just visibly incredibly uncomfortable <laughs> by sidling up behind him with his arm around him and whispering into his ear in great detail how much he likes Razor Ramon. (laughs) (laughs) And and how he he can't wait to go cheek to cheek with Razor in the (laughs) ring. You can see this tech guy, he either deserves like an Oscar for incredible acting
1: or he is deeply, deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> or maybe both. Maybe both. A little bit from A, a little bit from B. Method acting. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair, uh, actually. Very good shouts, very good shouts. I mean, Goldust is still one of the best things at this point because it's so uh, weird and bizarre. He's, so um, he's brilliant at it, like. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's incredible, but it's also like, <laughs> this is, really is 1996. Um <laughs> But yeah, man, I mean, so yeah, look, we'll leave it there uh, next week. We are going to talk about uh, In Your House 2000, uh, sorry, in 2000 imagine, uh, In Your House um, 7, seven. thank you, and then we're going to talk about uh, Survivor Series, The Return of CM Punk, uh, <laughs> and then we're also going to look at Hardcore Justice 2007, because I know I keep bringing it up every time I uh, Edge walks out. But when it happens, you'll be like, oh my god, Dara, I completely get it. And I hope you as an audience also get it. And that's what we try to do here. We are try to give context for for why we are the way we are. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> when you I'm, see it, you'll be like, oh, this totally makes sense. And and we
0: have to do it next week or else Dara will not get it out of his system. <laughs> no, I just need to get it out of my system. <laughs> we'll be hearing about it for the next.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> every time he walks out, I'm like, oh, the bang of Andrew the Punisher Martin <laughs> off him. It just like hits the screen immediately like so I think the sooner we get we get this out of system it's, it's like when you hear that song and you need to go listen to that song so it's gone. Yeah. That's what this is like. Also the show itself actually is pretty decent. Really good match with uh, Kurt Angle and Samojo for literally all the belts in TNA and New Japan.
0: Oh loving it.
1: So it's very good but it is really cringy because there is a divorce angle in the middle of it. Look i can't wait to talk about it i'm super excited it's one of my favorite tna shows
0: yeah i mean obviously i mean all the belts in two promotions on the lane i mean those aren't high enough stakes you need (laughs) you need a divorce in there
1: exactly yeah uh what i will say is it's uh black friday at the moment when we're recording and tna are doing like a, a, a crazy good sale so i don't know if i talked about this last time but when i was over in in glasgow um, I was talking to some of the lads there and TNA Euro Shop or Impact Euro Shop um, they do like incredibly good deals so if you're looking for like cheap merch go over and buy some Impact Wrestling like, stuff because it's really how good the, How do they have a, a Euro Shop and AW and WWE don't? Because they care about your fans because they care about the fans
0: That's one thing that always puts me off getting uh, uh, like t-shirts and stuff from aw is that i know i'm going to be charged three times what i should be charged for a t-shirt and i know i'm going to have to wait three weeks for it yeah, to no, get
1: here. no legitimately like you can actually get a bunch of uh a bunch of really good deals i'm also very tempted to go over the first kill Who, who's first kill impact or tna the first show um, oh you're very tempted to go over to it yeah 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 um we might have to do bound for glory this year um yeah Hundred percent, because I don't know, man. I'm TNA is going to be a big, a big year this year, but I'm looking forward to getting back in, jumping back in. His first kill, the
0: first one where they're
1: officially officially TNA. Oh yeah,
0: we'll definitely cover that. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. But I mean, I think like this year is going to be really, really good for them. I'm looking forward to jumping back to the six sided ring and like getting the anticipation for like proper TNA back. So uh, we're gonna have a good time. And then I probably won't mention any more Andrew. The Punisher, Martin, because <laughs> still, out of the system. get it out of the system. But uh, Martin, is there anything you want to plug before we uh, finish up? No, no, all good. Like
0: I said, uh, we're 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 back on the arc. We're back on track. And I think you know, once um once the Adam Copeland feud with Christian really kicks off and they get into one on one stuff, I think that's going to be real good quality stuff. And I think maybe not definitely, but maybe it'll. It'll temper your views a little
1: bit. <laughs> I hope so. You know, because I mean, I, I don't I don't want to dislike the lad, and I don't. I mean, I was I was a big Edge fan, but there are problems.
0: Be I an Edge, head. it's hard to be
1: a Copeland <laughs> <laughs> Copeland Copeland oh, Coped Copeland 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 is that <laughs> uh, Yeah, I will just uh, I will plug Vampire Survivors again. Um,
0: oh it's they got like,
1: an update they did and it's really good but I mean literally if you're on an airplane if you're in a hotel if you're in an airport if you're on a bus if you're stuck on a, a, a three hour train journey through the UK it doesn't matter what you're doing Vampire Survivors will have you covered it's my favourite thing in the world
0: it's it's excellent yeah Um, what have I been playing recently
1: oh do you know what I got I got I uh, Escape
0: Academy. Uh, oh, what's that? It sounds crappy. It's like um escape rooms. Oh, gosh like Love on computers. the on the computer, but uh, it's actually done really well. And uh, my other weird obsession: uh, Power Wash Simulator. Oh they yeah, re- they recently came out with an update based on Back to the Future, so you get to power wash like scenes from back to the future like the daner and the delorean and the 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 big train from back to the future 3 and all that so yeah that's been you, pretty cool
1: you know what's wild um so i was over in i was over in orlando and they actually have the train and the delorean oh nice yeah 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 so they have them both just randomly there because it used to be a back to the future ride and they're just it isn't there anymore so that you know
0: oh what do they do? They see whenever they get rid of rides like that. Do they really just get rid of it, or do they just take down the signs and just call it something else?
1: Literally, so the Simpsons ride is the same ride; it's just worse. <laughs> so it's so. the Back
0: to the Future, just with a, a. What is it when they change a game like that? They just reskin it.
1: Yeah, no, but like it's actually like like what's it? The, I think they've just closed the Simpsons ride now. It was the last season of it, but um, I I didn't. It was it was there from like 10 15 years and like that, but um, I didn't actually go on the Simpsons ride, so I, I had no idea what it was like. And I had heard that it was pretty much the same, but it's literally the same ride, but not as good. Um, because the back to the future ride had like you know, it was just kind of cool and and kind of you know, quiche, but um, this is just oh, so it's just really bad, so yeah. So, what they usually do is they just use the same ride mechanism, but we'll just reskin it. For better yeah. or worse. And yeah. very often it's it's for the worst. So, yeah, if that's what happened to the Max feature. right. But when it does have Springfield, and then just outside Springfield, randomly, a DeLorean And the train. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly, just there. It's like, yeah, beside Krusty Burger. Oh, okay, that's weird. But, I thought you
0: were going to say like Shelbyville or something.
1: <laughs> nope. No. DeLorean.
0: Right here, we got Springfield. And then just past there, we have. 1980s.
1: <laughs> so yeah, um, that's that's what happened. All right, right. We are going to call it there, guys. We will talk to you next week here on the rest of the wine. Bye, guys. Bye.